They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. We have the Dallas Ice Storm edition here where we all get to record from home because we can't, we're getting there. We can almost leave the house, but we're getting pretty close. Uh, Today we have another special guest, a a fellow Dallas um, alum. We have Aaliyah Henry. She is the CEO of the Henry Group. She's also the host of the Aaliyah Henry Show. And what the Henry Group does is it provides nonprofits and small businesses with a variety of services that include strategic planning, fund development, coaching, board governance, communication, and social media management. Aaliyah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here, and I'm excited to be here and speak with you today. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. So first, tell us a little bit about your journey. We always love to hear. I know um, you were you graduated last year from the program, and we were talking a bit before we hit record, and I want to make sure we grab this, of where the hen- where you were when you decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going on my own, I'm going to develop the Henry Group, and talk a little bit about what that journey has been like so far. Well, thank you. It has been a great journey. Um, I have had a remarkable career on the uh, retail banking side and then in the nonprofit C-suite space. And I would say somewhere around 2015, 2016, I said, all right, it's time to plan my exit. And I really had to think about what, what that exit would look like because for me, it was more of a transition. It wasn't necessarily like I'm going to just start. It was like I'm, I've am i got this vision. I need to write it down. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And I've got time. So for me, it was a little bit easier um, than maybe like a typical you got laid off from a role and then had to come and recreate yourself. So I had some time to be able to plan to do that. And um, really just decided I'd give myself about two to three years um, so that I could make my exit. But the first thing that came to mind is who was I if I wasn't that nonprofit leader? And that for me was really scary because I didn't, because everyone knew me for that. And so it was like, well, how what, how else are they going to know me? So I created a um, radio show and the radio show allowed me to talk to nonprofit organizations. We were telling the stories and I really felt like that just kind of birthed me. Um, it was something that I've always wanted to do. I have been, I mean, I've like been girl crazy over um, all things radio, you know, now podcasting, but radio, TV, all of that for years, but that's never been my space. So I would have really never put myself there. And I've always heard people say, you just do it scared. And that's what I did. So that really started my journey of building my brand um, with the radio show. It got me a little bit more comfortable with just talking to people um, in a different environment. 
Um, and then at, afterwards, I mean, we ran three years. I won an award um, for my radio show. So that was kind of cool. And so I really just like got the confidence to say, yeah, I could do this. And so from there, it really became about building that business. What does it look like? I'm service-based. Okay, how do I do that? All of those things came to mind. And then, of course, um, I went back to graduate school um, before I made this exit as well and uh, finished up at TCU in the executive MBA program, which was great. Um, and then I really just knew I was ready. And I want to just share with you kind of like this little epiphany. So on my wall here to my right, I've got a board and with all different types of notes on it, affirmations. And I wrote down once I got my letter from TCU that graduation was May 12th, 2018. On that same sticker, I put the Henry Group, September 1st, 2018. So the, the goal was, you know, finish up the degree, go ahead and do my exit, right? And it was really crazy because I actually started the business and left March 1st, 2018. So once again, you know, it's all about seeing the vision, writing it down, making the plan in every single day for two and a half years. I looked at that piece of paper and no matter how hard things got, I just kept going. And no matter how messy things got, I just kept going because when you're in it and you're trying to, to get to that point, I always hear people say, and I'll, and I'll agree, there's never really a right time. You know, I think I bawled at my last um, nonprofit luncheon that I gave full house of people, you know, because I'm sitting there bawling. I think people were bawling because it was just really like a really nice luncheon. But I was bawling because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, in like two more months, I'm not even going to be here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, that's a part of the journey. And that's the great part of the journey. Um, and so we started up with four clients um, and uh, we are rolling and doing really well. And so this year we will celebrate five years and I'm just really excited um, and thankful and grateful for every opportunity that I've um, been given to continue to grow the business and do the work. I want to ask a really quick question, though, and this is I don't what you think I'm I think as women, we get caught up in this a lot where we feel like we have to have the credentials in order to go out on our own. So I'm and I'm not saying it was right or wrong of you to finish your MBA. I think it's fantastic you finished your MBA. But looking back on it now, hindsight being 2020 and you kind of waited for that MBA to finish. Did you feel that was the leg you needed to walk out? And, and get the confidence of your own? Or did you crutch that a little bit? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Yeah. I toyed with that, to be really honest. Um, I will share with you, I think my journey as an African-American leader, female, is different. And for me, I felt like I needed to have whatever whatever tool in my toolbox to make sure that I had my own leverage, I just had to do it. And so um, 
that that kind of really was the the pure sign for me, I guess. Um, do I need it? Did I need it? Probably not. Um, did it put me in a perspective to where, um, you know, because I hadn't been a, I hadn't been back to school in a long time, so it, you know, did my bachelor's years ago. So for me, it helped just kind of regain um, the skill set, the knowledge that I needed. But remember, as everyone has to also understand that your MBA is really more corporate. You got one or two classes of entrepreneurship. So it also just gave me that strategic view of doing business in in a great way. And and um and so every facet from accounting to negotiations to everything I learned is piv- was pivotal for me because it wasn't necessarily everything that I was already doing for the last 10 years. So does that make sense in terms of yes. making sure that I had the right tool tools within me to do what I needed to do to move forward? Yeah. It's good. It's really good. And what would you, I mean, you talked a lot before we went on, uh, started recording about all of this sort of entrepreneurial spirit you had that sort of led you to this point. Can you share a little bit about those previous um, experiences? Uh, so like when I was like 17 years old, if you, you guys remember our spirit books from high school and you put all of your memorabilia is in there so mine says I was um gonna be married have four kids and own a marketing firm <laughs> so it I already it, it's already been in me since I was little and um you know I dabbled in entrepreneurship I had a rental house space I did wedding planning I have I had a purse business I did Marin Kay, I I, I sell leggings through Zaya, all kinds of things that I have really always enjoyed. And so that entrepreneurial spirit has always been a fireball in me. Like I have never been scared to take a risk. That's one of the things that my mom always says that she loves about me. She's very conservative, you know, as an educator, you know, always needs to make sure she knows where that, you know, where the, you know, where the money comes from, all that good stuff. And I would be like, okay, what's next? <laughs> you know, and, and it is what it is. And so I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit um, and really decided when I was in the nonprofit space that at some point I would venture out on my own. And so I knew that it was time and honestly I don't know if I had much more time left because it was kind of like what else do you have to prove like what are you trying to do and at that point I felt like there's nothing I don't have to prove anything to anyone you know and so it's it's more about you what do you want to do Aaliyah what do you want to do and at that point I knew that um you know, by 20, gosh, it's 2022. So 2022, I know my son would would be a freshman in high school. And it was really important for me to know that by that stage of his life, I wanted to be present, accessible, um, and just really be in the moment. 
And so I'm so glad that, you know, I started the business early so that really, you know, we're five years in and this was his first year. Last year was his first year um, in high school. And it's just been really good to just be able to not miss anything um, and just be present. And so, and especially coming out of COVID, you know, none of us thought COVID, the the pandemic really would last longer than it did. And, and certainly I want to just share, it's still happening. <laughs> so it's not over. And so we're just learning a new way to pivot and um, figure out, you know, how to live through it. And so I think so many things are just different and I'm, I'm really all about being in the present. I want to be in the present. I want to enjoy. I want to try new things. I want to have fun. Um, I just want to live the best life, right? So can you talk about, because I love that philosophy and I love that motto and five years in, as much as we'd love to believe being an entrepreneur is having all the, you know, having free time for our kids, all this stuff, it's it's a juggle for sure. And it's not as easy. So five years, almost five years in, what have been the key things that you've done in your business to allow you to get to this point? So I hired when I wasn't ready. <laughs> I've, I've read so many books where people have shared that. I've watched videos that said, oh yeah, you'll be, you'll have to hire when you're not, you're not even thinking about it. And, um, a few years ago I did, and I made, um, I made a commitment that just said, you know what, I may not take um, a larger salary because I need someone else here with me to kind of get a lot of the, the, the foundation pieces together. And so um, we were really able to do some of that early on within the business. It has not been easy. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges with entrepreneurship is that you are your brand, you are your advertising, you are the the service, all of those pieces. And then trying to figure out how do you pull that into a 40-hour work week, which that's, you know, typically what what we all do, but then it becomes, it's not 40 hours, you right? You know, it's like 70. <laughs> you know, how do you make that happen? So I do remember those early years where we were, I mean, I was always working and, um, but the one thing that I'll share is that I was working and having fun and I'm still working and having fun and there's a difference. And I'm, I'm not saying that the role that I was in, that I didn't have fun with it, but there was a point where it became to feel like work. And so, and it, it became to feel very stressful and hard um and so I I think that there's just a different space and I I feel like for me I have worked my butt off for years and I've never been one to ask for the awards worry about the allocates I've just put my pen toes down in work that was it and for some you know for some people, that's great. For others, you know, it's not. But for me, I just know that um, this work is harder. And, but it is fun because you're building, you're building the legacy. You know, I get to, my son gets to see and watch 
you know, me do the work. You know, he's he spent last summer on an internship team. We I developed an intern program. We had a whole team of kids, you know, and he got to be a part of that. And so all of these things that are happening within it, it just it's it is part of the legacy that I'll leave. Um and so for me I will also say just in terms of you know, hiring before you, you're ready, but also being in group, um, whether it is a mentorship group, that, um, a women's business group, uh, in the cohort group that we were in, whatever it is, you've got to surround yourself with individuals that are doing some of the uh, work that you are doing. It doesn't have to be the same work. So it, but it does have to be that entrepreneurial work because there's a walk than being in corporate and receiving your, you know, you've got your salary and you've got a job to do. And when you're an entrepreneur, you may not always see that. You may have two really good years and then you may have a year where you, where you're slumped or I've, you know, worked with other people that pivoted. And they got in it and they were like, oh my gosh, I don't even like this anymore. So we're going to take this service out and I'm going to take this service out. And now you got to rebuild it. And so you're going to go through those hard points, but you've got to be around people that have been there, that have done the work. I always tell people, don't take advice from folks that have never done what you want to do. That's the dumbest thing ever. Like, don't do it. So if, if, if you're, if you are following a brand, if you're following someone, it's just like taking advice from somebody who's, who's not married and you're married, right? <laughs> no, you don't do that. <laughs> but what, what I, I say all that to say that you really have to surround yourself around others that are doing the work that people that can help you, um, and not anyone that is, you know, cause there's no competition right you've got to be around peers people that can help you talk through things because I might be a service-based business and someone else may have a product-based business but there's a lot of similarities and then there's that synergy to what someone else sees from a different vantage point and you need that in business you need that in life and so I've been really blessed to have multiple coaches so I have a, an executive business coach, I've got a spiritual coach, and I have just a mentor. And so different people to provide you with different perspectives along the way, that helps. And then I love all the groups that I'm, I've been able to um, be in and be a part of because that does help you give um, some synergy to what you're doing. And sometimes you just need a boost. And to hear somebody else's story, you're like, oh man, I'm ready to go and fire it up. You so it's great. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast. Well, and going through Goldman as a whole is because I didn't know that those were the types of conversations that were having or were happening. And I didn't realize that people were maybe on different businesses, but on a similar path. And like some of my aha moments and best conversations have come from listening to, you know, other people's decision-making, maybe their failures, 
And like that puts you a step ahead. I think what you're seeing is like so valid having that community. But we we forget, right, coming, especially coming out of like a nine to five job where you've consulted with those peoples and that type of thinking for so long and then to shift it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> there are people who understand that this is there's a lot of work, a lot more work that goes into it than just clocking in and clocking out. You know, the other thing you just made me think about something, Courtney, when we first got into our group, um, it was interesting just looking around the room and I really felt like I, I, I was listening to everybody stand up and talk about their businesses. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, why did they pick me? Because these people are amazing. I guess I was like so fired up. And hearing their backstories and all of that. And then, of course, you know, and I shared mine as well. But it was so refreshing to be in a room full of people that were just wanting to do the work and just wanting to create um, stability for their families, wanting to do their best work so that they're helping their clients. There's so much passion in the cohort. Um, and I would, and to be honest, I was really, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by our group and I was impressed by the way we were all put together. Um, you know, because I've always heard, and I've actually not been really a good, um, person to be like in a product based cohort because I don't have a product. So you're always wondering, like, and I always wondered, I was like, well, gosh, is there really a, a good or from we do like for consultants and so just to know that we were able we were able to be put in a group with multiple types of businesses at you know obviously over our threshold and um different uh financial spaces but I will tell you it was the most rewarding 13 weeks I have ever had I mean I cannot say enough about our cohort. I cannot say enough about our individual growth group. So, you know, our growth group was pretty tight. We're called the South Side Disruptors. <laughs> and, um, and I will tell you, like, just for us, we have, we have, we created such a strong bond and, um, we started our monthly, um, meetups. So we are actually continuing our time together. Um, and it has just been amazing just amazing you know what's funny though is like you talk about you get in that room and you're like oh my god you're looking around like are you sure am i supposed to be in this room right and you start learning about all those people but then you realize when you start peeling the layers back no one's got it together right like we're all just like everybody's looking around in that room going should i be here like even if we just keep, the, everybody's living with this imposter syndrome and everybody's living in this, okay, I mean, we've got our, we've got our, our stuff together right now, but I kind of feel like I'm balancing and I'm not sure. And you just, that's where that community is so important because you all go with this, like, I got my stuff together to a couple of weeks in, you're like, all right, I'm going to tell the truth here. Like, you know what I mean? And you could have that vulnerability. And then you realize when you start getting vulnerable, you see a lot of head nods in the room or you see a lot of people like, oh, you're going through that. I'm going, you know what I mean? Like it, and it just becomes 
there's so much power to it because you're like, oh, we can all be here together and be honest and grow that way versus I've got it. I'm good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Sorry, I didn't say one of the takeaways I had, and I, I mean, I've always sort of wanted to reframe the word um, failure because a lot of people, they don't want to fail. And the, the problem is, is through failure becomes opportunity. And I think going through the program, I was like, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about this and this mess up and that mess up because ultimately it's led me down the right path. It's, it's helped me ask the right questions, get in contact with the right people. And like Aaron was saying, the vulnerability part of it, the, the moment you let go of ego it, in any type of way in business, especially, I feel like you're open to growing. And that's where a lot of magic has really happened in our business when I was like, okay, I got to start asking for help because if I don't ask for help and I think that I'm the only one that can do this, this is as far as we're going. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, one of the things that we all experience is that, yeah, even though our businesses are doing well, there are areas that really need a lot more touching, you know, whether it's you know, your marketing or whether it's the financials and understanding those all like that, that was a big aha for me because you, you know, you're thinking, wow, this company's got everything together. And they're like, no, we need a whole new marketing plan. And you're like, what? Because you've already done the business. If you see somebody who's like revenues off the charts, you think, well, well, why do they, you know, they probably got everything they need. And sometimes that's not true because it's all about your systems and your processes. Well, sometimes you can grow really fast, but then you've got to go back and you've got to put everything else in. And so I felt like our class really had a good mix because we had so many different um, skill sets where everybody could just help everyone else. And it was just beautiful. Just, I mean, just beautiful. It just simply like amazing. It's <laughs> think we want to go through the program again or do like some sort of like rehash of it because we we were virtual and like right here of people who are like didn't do virtual I'm like can I get a do-over I mean I loved it and it was great for the time that we were in the business we were very busy we grew really fast during COVID and I couldn't leave so I probably wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise but now I'm kind of like I want to like meet up once a week and like powwow with people <laughs> that sounds fun <laughs> and it was good and you know then you for for one thing for me that I really adapted is that I had always said I don't have time to like do a 13 week a 12 13 week program like you want me to do what come out and come out of the office and do all these things like I kept saying I don't have it but then when we did it it became like, oh, no, I'm going to go ahead and just mark these Fridays off because in the Tuesdays or whenever I needed to, because then it made sense. It was like, if you don't take the time off to work on the business, instead of it, it, it won't go anywhere. So that was another one of those aha. So even today, I have all my exes on my Fridays and I love being able to look over at them knowing that that's time for me to work on one or two things that I need to do for the business. And that way it's made me feel this year that things are just still progressing. And that feels really good. So 
of all the modules and all the work, what was your biggest, I, my business was X going into Goldman Sachs and my business became Y coming out of it. So one of the things that I kept thinking of is how could I grow with a product having a service-based business? And so I'd always had this idea of doing our um, job board, but, you know, wanted to figure out how to like make it all happen. And so that was a part of my growth plan in the Goldman Sachs program. And so what I think happened is I went from thinking I could just stay my service based and not really think about a product to knowing that I could add products and have a plan. So my why and leaving out of the program is now we have a growth plan with this job board and product. And now a couple of other things that we think will could could help with that. So for me, I feel like I've I walked away with having a growth plan versus just the business. And that's great. The business is fine, but I wanted to to understand like how do we keep going? How do we keep growing? Like I don't necessarily always want to do 1099 consultants. I don't want to have strategy partners. I'd love to hire an employee. And that was another thing I will, and now I feel a little bit more confident to see where I need to be so that we can get to that point so that we can hire um, an employer too. And then also have, and I would love to actually like hire a lot because I would, I'd like to build this model and maybe do it somewhere else. Um, because now I have a client in DC and I have a client in Michigan. So I'd really like to develop some other consultants and leaders and see how this would work. So who knows what it could be, but I walked out knowing that there's a true growth plan and I've got that stability now and the know-how and I probably knew it before, but now it's just like solidified for me. It's like, you know, and I will tell you the Goldman Sachs program was on my, was one of the things on my business bucket list. And so it was kind of like, you know, and that's another thing, you know, you start your business for clients, you know, five figures, <laughs> you know, you're thinking like, okay. And then, you know, when you get over six figures and you're like, oh yeah, you like, Hey, you're doing something. And then it's like, oh, okay, we can do this. And so that for me, just being able to, um, be accepted, um, into the cohort, it solidified for me that my business is valid too. And it is, it's worth having, it's, it's really ready to be out there, all those good things. And I'm not to say like, not if you don't get in, like it's not a, you know, it's not going to, you're still going to do your business. But for me, it was just one of those, again, another goal where was, I was able to attain it and really work through it. And I'm just so, I'm better for it now because I have amazing colleagues. I've been able to meet you all as alumni. And that's been amazing. And I'm doing business with two of um, two of the businesses in my cohort. So I added um, three three additional clients um, just this first quarter, but two of them came from the Goldman Sachs program. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. 
I saw you implemented the job board on your website. How has that been going? Like, so it's up and running, works really good. There was a couple little hiccups on the technology side where we're, um, cause my thought is like, I really want it to be very user-friendly. So that we want the employer to be able to just create the account, post their job, pay the, um, the fees and then bam, it's ready to go. So once it's approved on, on the other side. And so, um, I think we've got that down and now we're going to be ready to market it and, and really kind of get it going. And so, um, obviously it's been an easy word of mouth for me to like tell my clients or tell the existing client that it's up and ready to use. Um, but now I'm, I'm looking forward to actually seeing it like really pushed out there. And I will say I'm um, you know, when we have shared it on social through LinkedIn or Instagram, it gets shared. We've got a lot of visibility when there's jobs out there, but, um, I don't, I, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to say w- what I think it'll be, but I do feel like it has the opportunity, um, to do really well for us as a so take me through like what, like a day looks like for you with, with the customer, when you're working with the customer. For a client, say. Okay. All right. So if we have, um, so our largest clients are our nonprofit consulting clients. And so we serve as an extension of their department. And so I'll give you an example of our development and strategy, our development and communications client, where we're in their almost like as a part of in their team, right? We're an extension. So we're doing um, some of the day-to-day um, communications, writing press releases, writing content, um, helping with, and, and right now we're um, helping with annual reports because now annual reports are becoming due. So doing a lot of the, the content uh, piece for that. And so... A day really looks like breaking out some time. So it might be four hours of time where I work on a specific client and then, you know, have a list of tasks that I'm doing. Or a day could also look like be us working on a Zoom call, strategy call, where we're actually on with our team. And so just depends on the client's scope of work, where we would either do our work kind of like in our own um, hours, blocks of time, or if we are kind of more interfacing and doing more work on zoom calls and more strategy calls and strategy sessions. Now, um, Aaron mentioned earlier that we have a pipeline of social media clients and those clients look a little bit differently because we're able to, then we take on the content graphics and social media management for that client. And so that typically would look like uh, one of our uh, consultants having one account and they actually manage that account directly. And then, so it just depends on what the scope is, um, whether it's the nonprofit consulting piece there, or if it's more of um, like your task oriented piece, that's like your social media management um, and sometimes we've done projects like somebody went on 
um, maternity leave in the communications department. So we came in and took on the tasks that that individual was doing so that they still fill the gap. Um, and then sometimes it's going in to help them create those tools that they're going to need. Um, maybe it's an SOP for that particular job so that when something does happen, someone else can take it over. Um, I would say one of the things that's been my superpower from the nonprofit space is that I've done that work. So from running the organization to leading my team to fundraising, so I've seen it from the nonprofit side and the biggest challenge for non our nonprofit organizations is capacity. So it's not like you don't have the level of people that uh, the the skill set of people that you need. It's the capacity of what you what you need and the people to get the work done. And that has always been a struggle um, for smaller nonprofits that just don't have the larger budgets. You know, if you're sitting at you know five million dollars plus, you probably have every employee that you need. <laughs> But your smaller organizations that are like a million and under may not necessarily have the capacity that it takes to really run your true departments. And so I'm just really grateful to be able to support in this way. Um, I've often, I remember, and this is something I remember someone saying, well, would you ever want, you know, would you ever not want to be the CEO and I said it doesn't really matter if you're the CEO you're it, it it that's a title you know it's it's really all about looking at the work that you're trying to do how do you how do you help move a mission forward how do you help move a small business forward I'm a small business so a lot of the things that I've been able to do I've been help being able to help another small business do and so when I think about our three pillars strategy development and communications, it really aligns well with either both the small business or the nonprofit. Love it. All right, Courtney, you want to do rapid fire? Then I do. One I hit it like fate. <laughs> no. Um, what's your favorite beverage? Ooh, adult beverage or non-adult beverage? Any beverage. Just any beverage, adult beverage. So if it's an adult beverage, it's a strawberry mojito. So I love anything fruity. And if it's a non-beverage, um, usually like like a sparkling water, like with fruit. Um, my favorite at uh, Starbucks is when they started doing the the dragon fruit or passion fruit or strawberry um Aussie's refreshers so like that for me yeah something light light and fruity <laughs> what's the uh, best advice you've ever been given Ooh, best advice I've always ever been given just be yourself trust your gut be yourself and trust your gut uh if dinner with anyone who would it be so two people will one person uh, would be Oprah Winfrey. What reason being is that, you know, I, I I was a little girl when she was on TV, right? She's like the first black woman that you like saw doing the work of TV and media and magazines. And that's like all the cool little fun stuff that I like. Um, but I'd love to just sit and just hear experience. I mean, we see it on TV and all of that, but just 
to be able to maybe even get that aha moment or get that advice, best advice. Another woman uh, would be um, Janice Haroid, and she um, is the CEO for a company called Act One Group. And it is the largest privately held Black-owned, women-owned business. And she has a service-based business. It's like workforce management company. And so that's another woman that is like, she's like amazing. And, you know, I think of these women as trailblazers. They're, you know, uh, Miss Janice, I think is 68, 70. You know, so these are women that have built um, their businesses in a time that probably wasn't real savvy for us. And it's especially savvy for us as black women, but they've done it. And they're gonna leave that legacy on and you know, they'll be the next trailblazers that will do the same. So those would be two women that I'd I'd love to get in a room. Exit have a glass of wine with. Oh, right? Yeah. Have to have wine. Who's snuff of it? Uh what's your morning routine look like? I'm a morning person, so I'm up usually at about 5.15, 5.30. Um, I have a, I found a little journal. So I journal and um, kind of take take some time to just kind of meditate on some affirmations and just get myself really in a good space. And I usually will cup, um, pour a cup of coffee and it's usually the time before my kid gets up. So it's my time and I can, you know, kind of have that for myself because then my day has to get him up, dressed, ready to go, drive him to school. And then I start my work day typically about nine o'clock. Awesome. Uh, and what are you currently reading? So I just finished reading the 12 week year and I implemented a three month, um, which of course is our 12 weeks kind of like plan. And even though we carry calendars and we look at calendars online, this is a visual dry erase board. It's got all three months and everything's on it. And what it allows you to do is not think of your goals from an annual aspect, but really from a 12 week aspect so that you are breaking those goals up and that you're also leveraging how you do your work tasks. So if you already asked me if I can do something in March, I'm going to tell you whether or not I can do it because I can already visually see my entire three months of a calendar. Um, and it's, it's in the backside of my office here, but, um, it, it, it was a game changer. Like I kept thinking, I mean, I don't have all this space in my office to put this but I did anyway, I put it up there, but to see it all visually and then be able to say on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, these are the most toxic things that I have to get done. It's almost about how are you, you know, really aligning your goals with, um, how do you, and your productivity, right? And for me, because I'm working for myself at home, with a million and one other things I got to do, that was one of the things that I walked away from our Goldman Sachs group is that I really got to think about this strategically, just like I do with other work projects in terms of how do I want to continue to work as the business grows. So as this business is growing, I've got to get 
you know, my process is down a little bit tighter, but then I also want to look and see what are some of the tasks that I have that I could actually be able to do and create um, the work and get the work done. Not, I don't want to say faster, but just a little bit more efficient. And so, um, so that book was like amazing. You could use it for any, any type of business. You could actually do it from a holistically, from a personal, from a personal standpoint as well, and really align um, those weeks. Um, and align your goals and your productivity to those goals really well. Uh, it was a it was a good book, and I probably I, I I think what I'll do this quarter too is maybe do a like a quick video and talk about it because I will tell you that that book was a game changer. And so now I have on my list Atomic Habits, so that's little stuff. I actually want to read that one again. I feel like you're like well, it's, yeah, I feel like the first time. I need to go through and, and use a highlighter because that's where I feel like I sometimes go wrong with books is that you can, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm absorbing it. But if I highlight things, it's so much better. I had a girl read a book called Start and I can't remember what it was, but she actually went through and highlighted stuff and then gave the book to me and was like, this, you should read this. And then it was like, there was like almost like prompts through it by some stuff she highlighted. I was like, this is so generous. Because it was the stuff that I was was probably would have highlighted myself, but it was it like, I don't know, further engaged me in the book. Anyways, yeah, that's good. I like to highlight and I like to write as well. And, and so that for me, um, you know, I, I know there are people who love digital, but there's just something about paper and turning pages and sitting underneath your blanket and just really being able to do that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that on the highlighting and right um top bucket list item so i got to travel in 2017 um in 18 28 no 2017 2019 i think was our last trip um but top bucket list item personally i would love to do like an african wildlife safari trip that's something that like I, and I like, I like going to like Animal Kingdom and the zoos and things like that. But that would be like a true bucket list thing. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and what's a guilty pleasure? Oh my God. So guilty pleasure is um, Netflix, popcorn, Whoppers. You put your Whoppers in the popcorn. Like it has, you like it's hot, right? And then you put the pop, you put the whoppers on top, put a little bowl and just chill out. Like, and I'm, and I'm, I have like, I've created a Netflix like live. Um, I'm, I love like a holiday time. I love all the holiday movies. So I've got all the holiday movies on my list. Um, you know, I like a little, um, I love action pack, anything uh, dealing with cops, robbers, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, love, um, uh, movies such as that. And so that's, that's, that's like my nice guilty pleasure. And then if you just want to just send me something, cookies and cupcakes will always do like, I love, like, I will not decline cookies and cupcakes. So, 
I will yeah. never decline I a cookie or cupcake either. Apple too. Yeah. I love like if I'm in a different city or state, I love to like find like whatever their local hot spot for cupcakes is, and then like go and try them out and you know eat them and see. Yeah, my son will tell you I've let him eat cupcakes for breakfast on the. There's no judgment there. None. Not everything in it. Exactly. Not everything in it. You got the dairy. You got, and if you get like a strawberry cupcake or something, you got the fruit. Fruit. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm that mom, Gordy. I know you. I know. Let me just be clear. We have been in the right ice storm central, which I'm sure y'all have been in as well. And it is all rules have gone out the window. We've made honeycomb candy. We've made glass candy. We've made uh, banana cream pie. Uh, I mean, like all these things, I was like, do you, would you like some? I was like, for breakfast? Absolutely. Waffles. I mean, it has been lovely. I'm like, thank you for just telling me to pause. Because otherwise, when would we pause, right? Because we're always so busy. This is sadly, this is where like we start talking about like sort of missing COVID in the sense of like, we were home and we were told to stop. And as entrepreneurs, you're like, okay, well, you go two different ways. One, we'd actually continue to work, but Two, like I was home and I had my daughter was two and a half. And so like we made a garden and we did. I mean, every day we're outside. We're listening to Stevie Wonder. We're making popcorn. I mean, I mean, it was heavenly. Yeah. Right? And so I'm trying to get back to that place in my mind where I was like, OK, like I don't have to be busy. Busy doesn't equal success. You know, like all of those things. And I feel like this happening again was trying to tell me, OK, you were getting off track. We're gonna we're gonna freeze you out for a minute, and you have to reset. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, Aaliyah, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, where is the best place for them to go? So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Consultants THG, or Aaliyah Henry on all those platforms and you get more than welcome to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter at the henry group con.com all right awesome and of course that'll be on our notes page two at first to thank you so much for doing this today i really appreciate it oh my goodness thank you for asking it is you know it's so interesting when you you're on the other side of the mic it's always nice to be you know the one being entered the interviewee and so um and always excited to talk about you know my journey and of course our amazing amazing Carmen Sachs uh program and our cohort I I cannot I cannot speak enough about the experience that we have had and so it's this was this is wonderful to do so thank you for allowing this platform to happen well thank you all right awesome Thank you.